0: The 2020 season isn't over yet, and we've found our first blockbuster move of the 2021 season. Jared Goff is leaving the beautiful, sunny, good weather Los Angeles and is switching places with Matthew Stafford in Detroit. You could kind of say that Goff is going from driving a Tesla to a Ford Taurus. The Rams and Goff lost the trade for so many different reasons, but now there are rumors that the Patriots were one of the team's in on the Stafford trade but now there's stories that Stafford said he'll go anywhere but the Patriots that's a bit of a kick in the pants also guys the Patriots need a quarterback in fact the Patriots need a bridge quarterback and they need a they need to draft their future quarterback but according to the best Patriots beat reporter in the business New England needs to play the smart and reaching for a quarterback with the 15th overall pick may not be the thing to do, especially since the Patriots have so many holes to fill. And with the Super Bowl now a week away, there's a lot of goat talk. There's a lot of Brady versus Mahomes. So we thought tonight, how about just for one day, we focus on all the other storylines that have nothing to do with the quarterbacks. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray. I'm with my boy, Connor. And welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast.
1: And we are back i'm liking that new intro by the way are you yes very nice
0: good. For the people on the podcast, it sounds exactly the same. For people watching on YouTube, (laughs) we got some graphics. We got some pictures. It looks good. If you are listening to the podcast, you can always catch us live from Sunday to Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time here on the Deer Patch Nation YouTube page. I'm also on solo Fridays and Saturdays. I give Connor and Sarah the day off. All good. All good. All good. And for those of you who watch us live, if you can't make it and you want to listen to it the next day, you can download the podcast. We're now on Apple Podcasts. We've finally been approved and went on so you can get it wherever you get your podcast man connor no football today and i want to you know rich eisen came out and said today is the first sunday without an nfl game since labor day weekend people yeah and quite frankly i don't like it not one bit and dude i could not concur more with mr eisen the man of america because i just i didn't know what to do with myself today even i was on sportscaster this morning doing my what's normally our pre-game show yeah. and you know we talked about the Stafford trade and that kind of thing But it dawned on me that next Sunday will be my last pregame. It will be my last pregame ever for Sportscaster. But it will also, if I was staying, would be my last pregame until September of next year. And that sucks, man.
1: Yes, it does. Yeah. How
0: did you feel about our first Sunday without football since September?
1: Yeah, it was very boring. And it wasn't fun when I saw Scott Hansen put it into uh, perspective. He put a little countdown thing on there saying it would be 32 weeks before we see him again on there 32 weeks man that's a long time Uh, it was definitely boring though I I love football Sundays it's my favorite 17 well 17 then whatever 21 days out of the year it's going to be a long 32 weeks before we're back
0: well let's talk about something we have now 32 weeks to talk about and that's when Tommy Curran said today that Matthew Stafford told the lions that he would take a trade anywhere, but the new England Patriots and Connor, I'm going to tell you, as soon as I read that my bitterness completely bubbled to the surface Mm -hmm. and my, the show was planned. I was done. I, we knew what we were going to talk about. We were going to talk about how the Detroit lions fleece the LA Rams. But when I heard that man, oh, do I want Matthew Stafford to fail so badly? Now I am a bitter Patriots fan. (laughs) You know, what, what was your reaction in general? I was to, honestly kind
1: of surprised. Well, to the, to the trade or the fact that he didn't want to come to New England, I was kind of surprised at both, to be look, honest with you.
0: Let's start with New England. We're going to get deep into the trade here in a couple minutes, but how did you feel when you found out that Matthew Stafford said he would go anywhere? That means the New York Jets, the Houston Texans,
1: yep, that, yeah, the
0: Jacksonville Jaguars, he would go anywhere but the New England Patriots. What were your, what were your thoughts on that?
1: That's exactly what I was thinking about earlier. I was like, so he's telling us essentially, if this is an accurate statement that he would go to the jets, but he wouldn't go to the Patriots. I'm like, that is absurd. So he's open to going to some of these terrible franchises who've been terrible for a decade and are kind of a dumpster fire, but he won't come to new England. And then I thought about it. I'm like, why? And I thought, is it because of Matt Patricia Or has he looked at the wide receivers and said, I don't want to go there because this is kind of more of a project in the making and I'm trying to win right now? Or what what was it that would make the Patriots be the one team that he wouldn't go to opposed to, like you said, the Jets opposed to Jacksonville? Like what made it be the Patriots? And I'm kind of leaning towards maybe he just hates Matt Patricia.
0: Yeah. And I, that you could be absolutely right. And the I mean, I think the Patriots wide receiver and tight end situation could be a problem. I yep. said that I, I said the Patriots, you know, uh, last night I was talking about how the Patriots should go after JJ Watt. Yeah and but I said though before they make that trade, they're gonna have to see if JJ's open to restructuring his contract. And yeah. I think what they gotta hope is is that he's not traded until free agency is is going because they gotta show a guy like JJ Watt in order to agree to that kind of thing that hey, we got a competitive team. But that brings us to our next comment here. Dov Kleiman said that The news that Matthew Stafford wanted to go anywhere but the Patriots should really help them attract free agents, right? Very sarcastic. But a follow-up to that is, I don't know if you remember when Rex Ryan said on ESPN, no one wanted to go to New England to be coached by Bill Belichick. They wanted to play with Tom Brady. And I'm going to be honest with you, I saw a lot of comments. A lot of comments came my way today about it. I saw Mm -hmm. a lot of comments to these posts saying that, yeah, you know what? Tom Brady carried the new England Patriots. That's why they're good. Everybody knows that nobody wants to go play for Belichick. They know it was Brady who got them successful. But I thought I sat back and said, okay, can we take a breath for a second? People, I don't think Tom Brady's absence from the new England Patriots weighed on the mind of quarterback Matthew Stafford and whether or (laughs) not he wanted to be the quarterback of the Patriots. Right. Um, What is your general reaction? But are you a little bit nervous now that other veterans are going to look and say like, dude, if Matthew Stafford said he would go to the Jets, but he won't go to the Patriots, how bad are things in New England right now?
1: Right. I I mean, I think it's going to come down to the reason why he didn't want to come here. I'm sure a lot of people in the league know better than we do what his actual reasoning was, because if it was just out of the fact that he despises Matt Patricia and refuses to play where he goes, I don't think it'll make that much of a difference. But if it's more where he's saying, I don't think they're a competitive team anymore, I think they're going to continue to be like a 7-9 and team and I want to win right now, that might be an issue. And to go back to the Tom Brady thing, I was saying, I think we were both saying five, uh, a little while ago, five, six, seven years ago, when players were coming to new England, they were coming because they wanted to win. And the Patriots had, you know, the reputation for being a super successful franchise. I think, Players came because they knew the Patriots were going to be competitive. If guys out there in their mind are thinking that the Patriots are going to be a middling team, that's why they wouldn't want to come here anymore. I think it's less about Brady and more about the reputation of are they going to be a Super Bowl contender or are they going to be a middle of the pack team?
0: I agree because if Brady would have washed up two years ago but would have still been the quarterback, which obviously he didn't, but if he yeah. would have two years ago, they wouldn't have sat there and said, Well, I want to play a Tom Brady. He yeah, was 100%. Still competitive. yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. This sort of came here. But I want to stick on the, the Matt Patricia train for a second here, right? You and I didn't really address the Matt Patricia re signing. We kind yeah, of just, no. I mean, I think we talked about it for a second, but kind of just like, whatever. Yeah, I was, yeah, was, I
1: was, I was ho hum about it.
0: But. If that's the case, we've heard rumors that the Patriots are really high on Marvin Jones Jr., a Detroit Mm -hmm. Lions wide receiver. We've heard lots of people talk about Kenny Galladay. Do you think maybe we could just scratch them from the list too because if Matt Patricia's kicking around, there ain't no way they want to go see Matty P? Because we know that... Things didn't work well. We saw guys when they left Detroit, I I forget who it was, but I think it was their cornerback who said he's not a good person. It's not even that he's not even a good coach. Like Matt Patricia is not a good person. Do you think that that might be an effect for people who talk around the league and be like, you don't want to be anywhere that Matty P is?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that could definitely be an issue if his reputation is that bad. I do remember exactly what you're talking about. I think it was one of the corners who came out and said, you know, he, he's just not a good dude. And a lot of the guys didn't like him. Um, if his reputation's that bad, it could be tough getting guys who've already played for him in Detroit to come over to new England, which obviously Marvin Jones and potentially Kenny Galladay could be two huge guys that could be on the Patriots radar that could turn into an issue. Um, and I don't think we ever even really thought about this being a problem with Matt Patricia coming back.
0: No. And and then Mike uh, Luciano from Musket Fire wrote today, Belichick bringing a familiar face back into the fold has cost them a shot at one of the best available quarterbacks on the market. What's mm-hmm. your thoughts on that comment?
1: Um, Yeah, he probably is one of the best quarterbacks that was on the market. I think we're looking at Matt Stafford, obviously, Then Jimmy G, who may or may not be on the market, probably will be. Then we got uh, Cam. We got Mitch Trubisky. Um, People who are on the open market, uh, Matt Stafford is probably at the top of the list. And if it is because of Patricia, then, yeah, that that did cost him.
0: So I saw another comment that it just kind of gives the other side of the argument now. It says, why are we playing this narrative that Bill is no good and nobody wants to play with him? I didn't want stafford anyways for the highway robbery if you build a championship team everybody will play for you trust me i think jimmy g has been the target from day one and will come much cheaper and that kind of lines into what you were just saying that yeah if they're a competitive team people are going to want to come if they look like they're going to be seven and nine again free agents aren't going to want to come here but i want to throw one other thing at you what if Bill Belichick opens up the pocketbook a little bit? Or what if Robert Kraft does a little bit of a side deal like they did with Tom Brady? Do you think that Brady was paying rent on the TB12 center? Do you think that all in right. all those contracts that the Patriots were paying his company to treat Patriots players? I mean, the thing is, is Boston is still a major market. There's a lot of endorsement deals. At the end of the day, football is a business. And I was saying this to somebody today, and I was even talking, texting with my buddy Sean last night. And I said to them both, I said, listen guys today aren't chasing rings until they're in their mid 30s guys today want to get paid so all the new free agents coming out want to get their big payday they want to get their endorsements you know we don't see a lot of young ring chasers i mean i remember when golden tate when he came out said i want to play for a competitor and then he signed a massive deal with the new york giants who were nowhere (laughs) close to being a competitor um yeah so that kind of lines around what you're saying but let's talk a little bit about this deal okay The blockbuster trade involved two former number one overall draft picks. The Lions got quarterback Jared Goff, a third round pick in 2021, a first round pick in 2022, a first round pick in 2023. The Rams got Matthew Stafford. Obviously, the second first round pick in 2023 came because of the the contract that Goff already had. Let me ask you this. Let's pretend for a second, Matthew Stafford didn't squash the Patriots idea. Let's pretend the Patriots were one of those eight teams that were in, because as of yesterday, we heard the Patriots were one of the front runners to land him. So, you know, the news today saying that he said anybody but the Patriots is kind of shocking. I'm really hoping that this was just Tommy Curran talking out of his ass, but it's probably Mm -hmm. not the case, Connor. If we're going to be honest with each other, right? Uh, I could see, I I believe that Stafford probably said that, let me ask you this though, if they were involved, if Bill Belichick pulled off a similar trade to this. Let's say you replace Jared Goff with Stephon Gilmore, and he gave up the next two first-round picks in a third. Would you be happy with that trade?
1: I would be happy to see them get Matt Stafford because I think it would be an immediate solution to the quarterback position. But I think that's just too much to give up. I mean, even taking Jared Goff out of the picture, who's still a pretty good quarterback and is still very young, I think Goff's going to have a decent career in the NFL. Two first round picks and a third round pick is a lot. I mean, I was going back and forth whether I wanted to trade the 15th overall pick straight up for Matt Stafford. So to give up two first round picks and then a third round pick as well as a really good caliber player, I think is a lot to give up for Stafford who, you know, is uh, getting towards the end of his career probably.
0: Yeah, and look, I actually thought that the Patriots could have gotten Stafford for the number 15 pick, maybe a smattering of other picks, you know, of some, like, fifth round or sixth round kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, There were Patriot fans that laughed at me that told me that Matthew Stafford wouldn't even bring in a second round, or there were others that said he would cost more. Uh, You know, I don't know. For me, it's... When I think about this now, I'm going to ask you a two-part question. Number one, do you think that the LA Rams got fleeced? Because I'm under the consideration that they got fleeced in this trade. You gave up a former number one who has a career, two other number ones, and a third. And number two, if this is what Matthew Stafford costs, what the hell is Deshaun Watson going to cost people?
1: (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Um, I think they kind of did get fleeced. Uh, I also I understand there's some cap issues there, so they really needed to get Jared Goff off their books because they gave him that massive contract a couple of years ago. But I think they're going very short sightedly here. They're trying to get Matt Stafford to hopefully win in the next couple of years, but they're giving up a ton of picks. They're giving up who could have been their future franchise quarterback. And now it looks like Detroit's completely completely revitalized. They have two first-round picks outside of their own first-round pick, a third-round pick, and a quarterback who can be very good in the league for the next 10 to 15 years. I think they completely made out. If I was Detroit, I'd be ecstatic right now.
0: So the Rams now don't have a first round pick in 2021 from the Jalen Ramsey trade Mm -hmm. 2022 and 2023 from the Stafford trade. The last time they picked in the first round was in 2016 when they drafted Jared Goff. Um, Are the Rams now in a situation where they have to win in the next couple of years? Like number one, they're right Mm -hmm. now with all their dead cap and everything minus i think i think we looked this morning minus 43 million dollars that they need to clear up in cap space so they still got a cap issue yep if that cap drops as we anticipate it will we're now talking a 53 million dollar hole that they need to you know work their way out of yeah so are they really in a win it now window because they have no future coming down the line
1: i think that they are i mean they also have guys like aaron donald who's in the prime of his career jalen ramsey um Cooper Cup, obviously, uh, Robert Woods, all of these guys are really in their prime. So I think for the next, you know, three, four five years, along with Matt Stafford, this is really their window to win, because after that, all of these stars are going to kind of leave and they have a ton of money tied up. So I think they need to win now because they've kind of sold out because they're not going to have anybody that's going to be a young guy coming up because every first round pick has already been sold out.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a really, really interesting thing. So, guys, we're going to get to the chat comments in one second here. Connor's going to start looking for some good ones. But before we do, we got to take a little pause for the cause, let you know about our sponsors over at the Rocky Mountain Barber Company. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and get all the products you need to take care of your hair, beard, and skin. Get their small batch, all-natural beard bombs and oils, pre-shave oils, lotions, hair products, razor blades, and so much more. Visit Rocky Mountain Barber Company and use the promo code RAYROUTE and save 5% off all your orders. Get your small batch hygiene products at RockyMountainBarber.com. And the Dear Pat's Nation podcast is also brought to you by Manscaped.com. You can get your male hygiene and grooming tools and take care of everything below your belt from Manscaped.com. And use the promo code RayRoute and you'll save yourself 20% and get free international shipping. So take care of your boys and get all of your male hygiene and grooming tools at Manscaped.com. All right, Connor, you got any comments for us?
1: Yes, sir. We just got a donation from Ross which I'll pull up next, <laughs> but I wanted I wanted to pull this one up first. I saw this. We have nothing to offer and persuade a good free agent QB, and without a good QB that means no good wide wideouts will sign with us. We are going to have to build and draft, unfortunately. Um I don't know, it's almost like a back and forth like you want to get a good QB to bring people in, you want to get good wide receivers to play with the quarterback, but the benefit of this is the Patriots have a ton of money to spend, so anyone who's looking for a payday, they can get aggressive with and bring in because they have a lot of money to work with. So that is one of the uh, the benefits. What do you think?
0: Um, I think that you're looking a little bit into what a free agent quarterback is. And when we start talking about good free agent quarterbacks, I'm just pulling up the list right now. But Matthew Stafford wasn't a free agent. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is not a free agent. Yeah. Let's talk about who the free agents are. Dak Prescott's going to be free agent. Don't even think about Dak Prescott. He's going to be a Dallas Cowboy.
1: Yep. I agree.
0: Here's the quote unquote good quarterbacks. We're going to try to attract: Jacoby Brissett, Mitchell Trubisky. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Tyrod Taylor. AJ McCarron. Andy Dalton. Colt McCoy. Nathan Peterman robert griffin the third matt barkley do i have to keep going uh
1: this is very middling to backup quarterback status i mean even the top of that list is is middle of the pack quarterbacks and it gets into people who will probably be backups very quickly
0: and and that's i think the point that i'm getting at it's yeah attracting a free agent quarterback is going to be an issue but who no do real... you
1: really want
0: who do you really want? Fitzpatrick and Cam Newton are probably the top of that list. Yeah, hundred
1: percent. Yeah, definitely are.
0: So that's just—I I understand exactly what you're saying, but let's—I'm not going to act like just because there's a lot of quarterbacks moving doesn't mean there's a lot of great quarterbacks available.
1: All right. Well, I—I I, I see here from uh, simply ag12 says we will sign a quarterback from Walmart. Um, I know there is the kid in the draft. I mean, in the comments who ran the four or three, maybe there's somebody at Walmart who would be able to play for the Patriots. That could be really good.
0: So we can draft the rice or we can bring in the rice King to be the receiver and we can bring yep. a Walmart quarterback in.
1: Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one from uh Fasio. The Texans. Should we not report- go to Ross. I got, I got Ross coming up. Oh, okay. Um, the Texans reportedly want two first, two seconds, one fourth, two defensive players and a quarterback. <laughs> I would give two first, one second, one third. Patrick Chung, Jonathan Jones, Jared Stidham, that'll leave 30 mil. What do you think?
0: They'll have zero interest in Patrick Chung.
1: Yep. <laughs> Jonathan Jones, probably slight, no interest. Slight,
0: slight, slight interest in Jonathan Jones. Zero, zero interest in Jared in Stidham. Stidham. <laughs> um, so basically, we're giving up two firsts, two seconds, a fourth. I was going to
1: say, erase that. Would you do the picks? Because the picks are a lot, too. No. Yeah. Because it's again, just so much.
0: Even if the Patriots got their hand first of all, we're not gonna get Deshaun Watson, so let's get that out of our heads as well. Deshaun
1: Watson and Dak Prescott are the two pipe dreams of Yeah, and of Aaron Rodgers for anybody. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers. Well.
0: Here's my thing if you bring in Deshaun Watson, he doesn't fix the offensive problems. He's still throwing to Jacoby Myers and Nikhil Harry and mm-hmm. Gunnar Oshewski as his three top receivers assuming julian edelman doesn't come back and if he does he's throwing to an old julian edelman with the tight end core of Devin Asiasi and yeah. dalton keen so Woof. and he's gonna bring in about what 40 million dollars worth of contract yeah so uh, yeah it's to me i don't see it
1: all right we're well, here here it is to the homie ross thank you for the donation sir one Shades, which is, uh, for everyone listening, that's that's right over there. Can you confirm you're not a Terminator? Two, is Odell a pipe dream? Three, the Rams get ripped or Genius dropping the huge contract? Four, Lions playoffs. All
0: right. First thing I can say about the whole Terminator thing, that's for me to know, you to find out. <laughs> um, Odell. To me, if the Patriots were ever going to make a move for Odell Beckham Jr., if we ever wanted to see that dream come into fruition, now is the time to do it. Like there's never been a better time to bring in Odell Beckham Jr. in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Affordable contract. The Browns went all the way to the divisional round without him. I think that they're kind of tired of him. The experiment hasn't worked. Um, yeah, I think now I don't think it's a pipe dream right now. I think this is probably the time. Belichick's been infatuated with him. Of course, you need a quarterback to throw to him, but he would be that big boost. Did the Rams get ripped off or is it genius? I think they got fleeced. Uh, the Lions will not be going to the playoffs. And I was thinking about the Lions too. What if they turned around and, and flipped Goff?
1: Right. Because a lot of they, people are saying they might.
0: Because now I did read today, apparently they really like Jared Goff. And I mean, why wouldn't you? He's 25 yeah. years old. He's won multiple playoff games. He's been to mm-hmm. a Super Bowl. Uh, I think that Sean McVay fell to love way too quickly. I don't I think that that Rams team was a Jared Goff or Matthew Stafford away from going to a super bowl. So I don't know how big of a difference it's going to make. I could be wrong, but I don't know how big of a difference it's going to make. It's not like the Bucks signing Tom Brady that just completely turns a franchise you know, on its head. Right. Um, I could see them because the thing is if they're going into a full rebuild and they accumulate more picks, they can cure that dead cap for the next two years and it really not affect their salary whatsoever.
1: Right. Yeah, the Lions might be good in a few years.
0: Do one more, then we'll go on to our next subject.
1: I have one here from Kinkato21. Brissett admitted he didn't want to be drafted by the Patriots. Would he re-sign with the Patriots? That's a good question, man. For, for me, I don't know if Brissett's going to have that many options, so I think he might go wherever the money is um, because if he has an opportunity to start here in New England, I think he might take it. Outside of that, I don't know if Brissett's going to have an opportunity to, to win a starting job, really.
0: And Bursett didn't, uh, didn't want to be drafted by the Patriots for multiple reasons. Number one, he knew he was walking in with Jimmy Garoppolo and Tom Brady in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd heard things about it. But if you go past that, see, and this is, and I'm not getting on Joe for this, but that's the first part of an article. The second part of an article that people want to skip, it depends on what narrative you want to run with, is he said after he got there, he was so happy it happened. And he, he loved his time. He was a little bitter with how he got traded. I know that. But... Uh, And that's the thing too. Nobody is going to be knocking on Jacoby Brissett's door to be their starting quarterback. They could have kept the Colts decided to pay him whatever it was, $24 million to sit on the bench behind Phillip Rivers because they didn't see him as a starting quarterback. If Belichick called him and said, I'm going to give you a legitimate opportunity to compete for a starting role, I think he would sign on the dotted line that day.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's kind of funny because the Colts don't have a quarterback this season, and it doesn't seem like they're overly interested in Brissette.
0: No, and if you talk to Lawrence Owen, who's uh, you know, a frequent friend of the show here, yep. uh, who's a Colts fan, he'll tell you they're not.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. So it seems.
0: So look, Mike Reese talked about the Patriots quarterback situation today, and more In particular, Connor, he talked about picking a quarterback with the 15th pick. And he said, the Patriots would have to be convinced that they aren't reaching to fill a quarterback spot as they would risk losing a blue chip player at a different spot. That's why at this point, I lean against the quarterback at number 15. Now that comes from Mike Reese, who's probably one of the most respected beat reporters in the business uh, for covering the New England Patriots. Definitely. And you know, and that got me thinking is we talk a lot about Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, but if the Patriots aren't fully convinced that he's the guy because remember, the top guys in this draft, Trey Lance, um uh, uh Fields and Lawrence, the Patriots don't have a shot at getting them. And my thing now is if they don't, maybe this is where you address that defensive tackle position or if a Waddle or a Kyle Pitts is available. Would the Patriots be smart not to take a quarterback if they weren't fully convinced that he would be the future and kind of waste this opportunity to be in that number 15 spot?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I don't want them to go for a quarterback with the first pick unless they're absolutely sure. I mean, granted, you never know what's going to happen. People just don't work out sometimes, but if they're absolutely in their mind certain that they can pick somebody at the number 15 draft pick that they think is going to be the quarterback for the future, I say, go for it. But if not, why just make a reach and take Mac Jones or whoever might be there, even if they they don't think that he's going to be the starter because... There are a ton of other needs for this team. They need a wide receiver. They need to figure something out at tight end. Uh, Defensive tackle, obviously, is an issue. Potentially, middle linebacker is going to be an issue this year if Hightower retires. If he doesn't, it's going to be an issue in the near future. They have a lot of holes they need to fill. So if they're not absolutely sold at quarterback, I say don't do it.
0: So another comment I saw today said, I envisioned Fitzmagic making the complete AFC East carousel. And Mm -hmm. one name someone is going to get off this season is Mariota, unless the Raiders trade Carr and keep him. I think we should bring the two of them in for competition plus draft one. So that's where we are now, Connor, with the Patriots quarterback search. We're talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick and Marcus Mariota with a rookie quarterback, possibly a Mac Jones or or Kyle Trask of that nature competing. And let's talk about Jared Stida. Maybe it's all four of them competing for the starting job for the Patriots at quarterback. If that's the case, would you just accept that the Patriots are going into a rebuild and it's going to be a bad couple of years? Or do you think that one of those guys could actually flip this team around and maybe win 10, 11 games next year?
1: I mean, at that point, I mean, maybe they could win 10 games, but I wouldn't see them being a serious Super Bowl contender. And the way that I look at it, let's either do one or the other. Let's go into a rebuild or let's compete for a Super Bowl. I'm really not interested in them trying to go 10 and 6 for the next couple of years and be somewhat competitive. Let's either say, hey, tear it all down, build for the future, and we'll figure it out over the next couple of years or, hey, we're going to have a legitimate chance to be very good this year and compete and hopefully make it to a Super Bowl again. So I I don't really want to just grab Fitzpatrick or grab Mariota and hope that they can go 10-6 and and sneak in and make it as a wild card and then probably lose in the first round. I don't really see that being productive.
0: Now, a question I got today on Twitter was, what are the chances that the Patriots use Gilmore to trade up to grab a quarterback? Do you think Gilmore in the 15th pick could get them into the top 10?
1: Mm. Um, Can
0: I get my answer first? Yeah. I think it's no. Because outside of the Miami Dolphins, who aren't going to give the Patriots a number two or number three pick, wherever they're sitting right now. Yeah,
1: that's too high.
0: Outside of the Miami Dolphins, who in the top 10 is in need of a 31-year-old Stephon Gilmore who is going to want his contract restructured and extended for big money because he believes that he is owed Jalen Ramsey money. If the Patriots are going to get a first round pick, they're going to get it from one of those teams that are picking at 28, 29, 30, 31, 32 because they believe that the, number one, they have the cap space. And number two, they believe that Gilmore is enough to get them over the hump and bring them to a super bowl or back to a super bowl, depending on who your team is. Gilmore, the value that Patriot fans are putting on Gilmore is insane. Mm-hmm. And I get that we're seeing crazy trades. But Gilmore's not Jamal Adams, and I know that's where the comparison's coming for, but Jamal Adams is what, like 25 or 26 years old? Yeah. Stefan Gilmore is 31 years old who needs a contract, and he's going to sit out this season if he doesn't get a contract. The Patriots are going to be lucky to get a second-round pick for Gilmore. They should have traded him at the trade deadline because that's when his value was at the highest.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, even if they did, I can't see them moving up all that much. I mean, what are they gonna move from fifteenth to eleventh or something? Maybe then Gilmore might entice somebody to make them sit back a couple picks. But I would be absolutely shocked if Miami let them move all the way up to what is it, third because they give them Stefan Gilmore. I don't I don't see that happening. Um I I do think they are gonna trade him. I just don't see it even being like you've been saying like remotely close to a first round pick in exchange for them maybe a second you know maybe a third and a fourth or something whatever they can extract from somebody but i, I don't see them being being valuable enough for them to move up that much
0: so hindsight being 2020 we now look back to prior to week eight we look back to the trade deadline when yeah. Bill Belichick, instead of trading Stephon Gilmore, goes out and trades for, what is that, Isaiah Ford from Miami. Mm-hmm. And Who's back
1: on Miami, I think, right?
0: Yeah, he's back on Miami. Yeah. <laughs> who basically tells the fan base, tells the, his locker room, I still believe in this team. I still think we can make the playoffs. I didn't trade out Joe Tooney. I didn't trade out Stephon Gilmore. And we're going to go forward with you guys. The Patriots end up winning like two more games after that and, and only finish with seven seven wins. Tooney's going to walk away for nothing, and we'll get a comp pick in the, in, in the 2022 draft for him, probably a third round. I think that's the highest you can get. Would we look at that as a critical mistake by Belichick, or can you blame him for... Believing in his team, I guess. No, you'd say. no,
1: I, I actually like the fact that he believed in the team at that point. They weren't even that close to being mathematically eliminated. I remember at that point, I think there was probably still like a 20% chance that they were going to make the playoffs. And we were kind of looking at the schedule thinking, you know, hey, if they can go five and one, maybe even four and two here, they were going to make the playoffs. Because I think when we looked at it at that home stretch there, it was like if they won five games in a row, it was almost a shoe in that they were going to make the playoffs. So at that point, he was probably betting on themselves saying, hey, we have a decent chance of still making it. Why don't we ride this out and see what we can do?
0: So even in hindsight, you're, you're good with it. You're well, like,
1: well, in hindsight, it looks like last year when they did the Muhammad Sanu trade at that time, that's what they needed to do. They needed to go out there and get a wide receiver. Obviously after the fact, it's like, Hey, we shouldn't have done that same thing here. After the fact, it's like, Hey, at the time, now we'd be in a much better position this year, but then he, he wasn't ready to sell out. And I kind of, at that time, wasn't either. I still thought they had a chance to go 10 and six and make the playoffs.
0: I guess the only difference i would say between the sanu and gilmore trade is that when Mohammed sanu came in people were excited i remember making mm-hmm. you know doing a video i was on, yeah and going on sportscaster i remember twitter was a buzz i was at a conference when it happened and i was uh, with my boss and we met up for lunch at the at the, the the hall we were at, and we're sitting there, and he just looks at me and goes, you guys are going to win the Super Bowl. You know that, right? After they got yeah. Mohamed Sanu. So it looked yeah. good. I don't think there was a lot of people happy that Belichick didn't move out Stephon Gilmore. And his that's asking yeah. price was apparently two first-round draft picks. And now yeah, we're going into insane. the draft. And now we're going into the draft with an I, – I I always forget to mention this – an injured Stephon Gilmore. Mm-hmm and he's going to be lucky to get a second round pick. So right. I think that when we start talking about how great Bill Belichick is and people start listing examples of blunders, this will be one of the ones I believe that will be on that blunder list.
1: Yeah, the yep. two two first round picks sounds nuts though. If I was another team, I wouldn't be ready to part ways with two first round picks for Stefan Gilmore even last year at the trade deadline. That's that's a lot
0: so that's to me almost where belichick was like i think we have a chance yeah if i get what i want i'll sell him but i'm only going to take what i want there's going to be no good negotiation that's that's the only thing i can try to figure out
1: right right that's the only thing that would somewhat make sense there
0: so let's stick with the quarterback situation for a second here because i did get a tweet at me today that said i feel like this would be this would inevitably bump the odds of cam being the starting quarterback in the 2021 season after all and I'm going to follow that up by something Devin McCordy said. He said, quote, I wouldn't mind a lot of these guys quarterbacking my team. And I'll start off by saying I wouldn't mind my guy Cam Newton back. I thought he had a tough situation coming in with no offseason, no anything. And I truthfully believe that the no anything means no receivers. Right. <laughs> and the, the no offseason <laughs> and no OTAs, no, no, pre-se- no preseason, yada, yada, yada. Let me start with the first question. Obviously a reaction to Matthew Stafford going to – uh, L.A. I think that there's still people out there that are holding out hope for Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think if Jimmy Garoppolo is not there, we are starting to look at the options of Fitzpatrick, Cam Newton, Mitch Trubisky, you yep. know, trying to be that sort of bridge quarterback kind of guy. Um, when we hear Devin McCordy talking about, I wouldn't mind Cam Newton coming back, and he did this on his podcast Is this Devin McCourty giving lip service to a teammate who he really liked, really respected, and the last thing he wants to do is insult him? Or do you believe that Devin McCourty would actually feel comfortable with Cam Newton coming back to the Patriots and trying to lead this team this year?
1: A little bit of both. I mean, I think uh, he wasn't really going to go on there and say, hey, we're going to move on from Cam. I think that they like Cam. I think that they respected him as a leader, as a presence in the locker room, and as just a guy in general. I think everyone is kind of on the same page. Cam's definitely a good dude. Um, And I think he's probably kind of like us. He's looking around and thinking, hey, who else are we going to get at this point? I mean, it's looking like Fitzpatrick, Trubisky, or maybe a rookie are going to be the guy. So why not go with Cam? He's already a year into the system. You know, he'd have an opportunity for McDaniels to, you know, kind of build the offense around him and hopefully do a much better job next season. And he's already like equipped with Belichick. All the guys like him. It would definitely be, you know, a better opportunity than bringing in Fitzpatrick or Trubisky, in my opinion. And I think McCordy's probably kind of thinking the same thing. So I think it's a little bit of the fact that he's going to say all the right things and not really insult the guy. But I think he's also probably thinking he's one of the best options out there.
0: And then the last comment I want to get to is I like, got oh, was I would only bring Cam back as a tight end, not a quarterback. <laughs> and I can't tell you how sick I am of this comment, not because I don't even necessarily disagree with it. I think Cam Newton would be a solid tight end or a solid receiver. He's he would be back. the
1: best one on the Patriots roster. I'll say and that. And he's
0: big enough, strong enough, athletic enough. You could put him as an H back guy. I see it. Yeah but people just keep saying it over and over like just because you say it doesn't mean it's gonna, the guy doesn't want to be a backup quarterback he's not going to concede to not being a quarterback at all and be a tight end i remember when the patriots tried to convert tim tebow to what i assume is tight end we never really heard yeah. what they were trying to convert him to and he said no and he went and played minor league baseball rather than than stay in the nfl where he could have made a lot more money got a lot more endorsements Yeah. Cam Newton is not going to be a tight end in the NFL, and it's going to be his decision, nobody else's.
1: Yeah, I I don't see him at this point in his career trying to make a conversion to tight end. (laughs) It's a funny idea, though.
0: All right, we're going to bring up some of your chat comments now. Before we do that, as Connor's looking for some good questions and comments, we just want to take one second here so you can hear about our sponsors, fcustom.com. Fcustom.com is your spot to find the best custom baseball, basketball, and football jerseys. Choose from hundreds of designs and colors and customize the jersey any way you want. Use the promo code RAYROUTE and save yourself 10% to get the best custom jerseys at Fcustom.com. And, Connor, I forgot to tell you, F Custom is sponsoring us again. Nice. They, re- they reached out this weekend and wanted Shout out to,
1: to F Customs.
0: <laughs> Make sure we rekindled that relationship. So we're back with F Custom.
1: Good, good news. Um, I had to stop. This is an older comment from, like, 20 minutes ago, but I couldn't get past it. Uh, people are saying that the Patriots are the new Browns. Uh, the Browns Whoa. didn't win a game at one point. They went, like, a year and a half with – out of victory. I think that's a long way away from the Browns.
0: (laughs) I think Warren Sapp put out today, watching Patriot fans lose it over one bad season after 20 years of success. Seven Uh,
1: seven and nine would be like uh, the best season five years ago for the Browns in decades.
0: I know I think Jason McCourty talked about going to see like going two seasons in a row where they won one game. Like yeah. they went they went one and thirty one or something like that over two seasons. Um look, could the Patriots turn into the Browns? Every team could turn to the Browns. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna escape from that. There's a possibility it could happen, but to start comparing them to the Browns after one seven and nine season is ridiculous.
1: Yep. Speaking of Lawrence Owen, here's a good question. We talked a little bit about this. Uh, Raiders have Carr and Mariota. They'll go with one and probably try to get something for the other. Either of those QBs interest you. Um, I'd say I think he's definitely correct. I can't see them wanting to keep both after Mariota had one great game. I think there'll be some interest in him. Um, I'm not overly interested in either of them. I I, I just look at all of these like middling quarterbacks. I think of Carr, I think of Mariota, I think of Fitzpatrick, I think of Trubisky, I think of Cam Newton. At that point, I say, why don't we just give Cam Newton another chance? Because I don't see any of these guys being like a real upgrade. So why not go with a guy who knows the system, who we know gets along with all the guys in the locker room instead of trying to go to I'm seeing another comment here, Jameis Winston. You know what I mean? I uh do you see you- a benefit?
0: So I don't necessarily disagree with you with the car and Mariota and Fitzpatrick thing, too. Yeah. I mean, I think if we're sitting at the table and all their agents come to Bill and say, hey, they all want to play for you. And it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's Cam Newton. It's Mitch Trubisky. Mariota got cut. It's him. You know, it's those kind of guys. I agree with you. I'm probably sitting there going, like, let's just go with Cam Newton. Like, To me, it's 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 just you might as well like they're all sort of the same. I don't expect Fitzpatrick to have the same sort of career season he had this year before losing his starting job to Tua, um, you know, it, it, and he's never showed that he can have these back to back great years. And he's another old man. Jameis Winston's an interesting one because Jameis Winston is somebody I was interested in the Patriots going for last season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if it came down to Jameis Winston or or Cam Newton and they're both coming in on a one million dollar contract. I might lean towards Winston because if it works, you actually have your long term solution at quarterback. Cam right. Newton isn't your long term solution. Right. If it doesn't work, you're in the same position we were last season. Again, this is the Patriots situation. And I can't stress this enough. They either have to win eleven or twelve games next year, or win like two games. Because seven and nine and eight and eight is only going to slow down. First of all, if they go seven and nine, it's a it's a full rebuild.
1: Yeah, like percent
0: we're no longer saying come back next year. Right. If they go eight and eight, seven and nine, anything of that juncture, even nine wins, even if they have a winning record of nine and seven, it's not yeah.
1: Same thing. Same thing.
0: And all you're doing is lowering your 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 your, your cap hit. So if they're not going to make the playoffs this year, or at least be like oh, an 11 win team like the Dolphins, and you know miss the playoffs because the AFC is ridiculous, fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with seven and nine, eight and eight, which unfortunately I'm looking at this Patriots team. And unless, and again, this is pre free agency. And I know people are like, oh, the, no one's coming. Fine, you can have your opinion, but we don't know what's happening. I'll tell you in in april after the 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 first wave of free agency about how i feel about this patriots team as of right now it's another seven and nine team whether you bring in cam newton james winston if they bring in the weapons dude i wouldn't mind seeing james winston taking this team because if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't regardless either we're going forward with james winston or we're going into a rebuild it's the same thing with cam newton except you have more shelf life with james winston
1: yeah yeah i agree absolutely Um, we got one here from, uh, fear cloud X. Should we trade Gilmore Harry for Watson and Fuller? Can you answer? I will answer if that happens, then I think, uh, Nick Cesario will probably be arrested.
0: I think they, if they could call Bill O'Brien in to consult on the trade,
1: (laughs) (laughs) they might have a chance.
0: Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, there is not a player on the new England Patriots that is off limits to me to get. Deshaun Watson yeah. there's not a single player I agree not, not Winovich not Uche yep. not Jake Bailey if that's who they wanted you know there is not a single player who's untouchable on that team I'll even say 54 and that oh it kills me to say inside you know what I mean
1: yeah but if that's what it took I would I would have to be down
0: I would watch a couple of years of Tower in a Texas jersey yeah. To know that Deshaun Watson's our quarterback. Deshaun Watson's a pipe dream. He's not coming to New England. But it's a funny question.
1: It is. Joshua Little John. I like that name. Would the Steelers be open to trading Rudolph? Um, what's, I don't is, know what's going to happen with Mason Rudolph. I don't think he's that good.
0: I don't think it's not that he's not that good. I think that he lost his place with the Minnesota Vite, or Or sorry, with the with the Steelers. Sorry, I just completely messed up two different people. Mm-hmm. i messed up two i messed up two rudolphs uh mason rudolph no i don't want mason rudolph i always say that mason rudolph has the most punchable face in the nfl i, would, <laughs> I don't want it now if we're talking about the other we're talking about another rudolph, kyle I'm rudolph, all, for it. Right? We're all kyle rudolph i'm all for it i don't know how i mix those two up yeah, yeah. rudolph
1: the red nose reindeer
0: That's it. we got
1: K- ko nation he says we got connor at qb we good i don't think we would be good if we had me at qb I, Connor, I think Connor, we would have to go with Jared Stidham at that point.
0: Connor doesn't have time to play quarterback. We I would be pain to run.
1: That's that's also a very good point.
0: All right, let's do one more.
1: All right, let's see what we got here. I'm seeing some normal ones. Nikhil Harry is a bust. Um Cam Cam the scam. We were Matt Was Stafford's gone. We uh ah, it's whoever. Let's, we got one from McChicken here. We got to bring McChicken on or it's not an official show. I have a report from a Gillette Gillette janitor telling me Josh McDaniels had a conversation saying the Pats are going to sign Andy Dalton. Thoughts. Now I'm very nervous because I don't want them to sign Andy Dalton. And I said today, I think McChicken is a savant with, uh, with just a big brain. And now I'm nervous that this might be an actual thing.
0: Last year... I was open to the idea of Andy Dalton. I wasn't sold. I was open to the conversation of Andy Dalton. After what I saw him do in Dallas this year. No. Yeah, no, please. No, no, No.
1: he's, he's at like the bottom of the barrel of all the QBs. In my opinion, who we've just talked about, we've talked about Trubisky Fitzpatrick Kim. I think Andy Dalton is like the low level one down there. I, I don't see him having a starting job.
0: I, I really for in my eyes it goes Andy Dalton, Nathan Peterman. Like that's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, all the other all the other guys that we talked about, Fitzpatrick, Newton, all them. I would take any one of those, I think, over Andy Dalton. I wouldn't take Nathan right. Peterman over Andy Dalton. All right, Connor. That's it.
1: That's it.
0: All right, guys. We need a little bit of comic relief on a day like today. Get rid of yep. the comment. On a day like today. And it's now time for Player Profile with our boy Connor. All right, Connor, today you are going to break down an offensive lineman, Elijah Vera Tucker. He's a six foot four, 315 pound junior nice. coming out of USC. Let the people know all of his positives, all of his negatives. What will make him a fit in the NFL? What will make him not a fit in the NFL?
1: One of his positives is his size. He's six foot four and over 300 pounds. So he's very large, which is obviously ideal when you're on the offensive line. One of his negatives is he's not the fastest guy in the world being so large. Um, so that could be a detriment to him. Um, as long as he's able to block very well, especially against defensive tackles and linebackers and able to open holes for running backs, I think he'll be exceptional in the NFL. One of the issues might be if he you know, is subpar at blocking and he allows linebackers to get around him, causing him to allow sacks to his quarterback that he's supposed to be protecting. That could be a serious issue for him going forward. So I'd really keep an eye on him. If he's able to block well, I really like him. If he's not able to block well, I'd definitely shy away from him.
0: All right, Connor, just so that people know, how much film have you watched on him?
1: I've never heard of him.
0: (laughs) How many games did you watch (laughs) USC play this year?
1: I, I watched maybe one quarter of the entire season.
0: Okay ladies and gentlemen that was player profile pro- player profile with Connor I can't tell you how happy I am that we gave that theme music.
1: <laughs> the new college experts in town.
0: And you know what? After college is over, we're gonna get into high school players. We're gonna get it. We're just gonna. We're gonna get into like obscure like practice squad players in the NFL too. You're gonna be doing this every show. I'm, pre-
1: I'm prepared to give a full observation of anyone.
0: Listen, we have invested so much that we gave you theme music. So,
1: <laughs>
0: all right, dude. I'm let's, prepared. Let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. We're a week away. This time next week, we should be in about uh, the middle of the second quarter of the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I know. At this pace, probably.
0: Yeah, because that's how Super Bowls go. As everybody knows, my attention span is awful, and the Super Bowl, as much as I love it, is one of the worst games of the year for me because it takes so damn long. It does. But we've heard a lot about the Brady versus Mahomes storylines, and I want to talk about uh, some of the sort of other things to watch that aren't quarterback-related. Let's start with this one. This is a comment. All of these came from uh, YouTube comments that I found on a uh, NFL Network uh, YouTube video today, previewing the the, the 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 teams that are playing, the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. And this is the greatest comment I think we they they had. It said, "Forget about Mahomes versus Brady. The real losers are the Steelers. Either Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell are going to win a Super Bowl." That's so a two two of the three killer Bs, if you're a Steelers fan, now I asked my Steelers fan friend last night, and he said neither. He's cheering for an earthquake the same way I am. <laughs> but out of those two guys, if you're a Steelers fan, who are you rooting for, AB or LB? I,
1: I guess if that was, I would be rooting for an earthquake as well if I was him. I mean, I think if you're a Steelers fan, you have to have a serious distaste for both of them. Um, they were nothing but problems after they were fantastic for you. Obviously, they both had really good careers there, but then things ended very sour with both of them. I, if I was a Steelers fan, I'd hate to see either of them win the Super Bowl. I, I mean, I guess maybe Le'Veon Bell because Antonio Brown kind of gave up on the team week 17 when they really needed to win a couple years ago. But I, I would hate to see either of them win as a Steelers fan.
0: All right, here's another comment that was on there. Key matchup big red versus arians this is where the comment gets stupid now okay andy reed with two weeks to prepare that's the equivalent of giving him a bye so just so you know this sunday is the bye week for the super bowl teams That makes it's sense. not it's not just like giving him a bye it was a bye week yes you know so congratulations on your comment but andy reed versus bruce arians is a very interesting topic to talk about because i think in the pecking order of coaches you talk about you know the top of the line to the bottom you know top shelf middle shelf bottom shelf the top shelf is obviously bill belichick maybe you don't think he's as a gm should be up there but as a coach you have bill belichick you have andy reed Mm -hmm. you have maybe sean payton maybe pete carroll right and john harbaugh that's the top shelf for me Bruce Arians is sort of that second shelf, you know, him, Tomlin, Sean McVay. Yep. Uh, Right now I would put Sean McDermott on that second shelf. He is very quickly working his way up to the top shelf, but right now he's on that second shelf. The obvious matchup here is in favor of the Chiefs when it comes to coaching, is it not?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely Bruce Arians. Obviously, doesn't have the greatest history in the world. Um, Andy Reid's been competitive for years and years and years, obviously finally winning the Super Bowl last year, but he's been around forever. I mean, the year before they made the AFC Championship, lost to the Patriots, but even b- before that, he's he's been in the playoff mix for decades at this point. Um, so I would definitely say that they definitely have a little bit of an upper hand there in the coaching position.
0: So another tweet that came out is the Bucks are going into this game banged up in the secondary. They're going to lose. I don't necessarily think they're going to lose. I don't necessarily think they're going to win either. I actually don't yeah. really know how to call this game yet. I'll probably call it as we get to closer to Thursday and we know other yep. things. But that being said, the Bucks had a pre- defense had a pretty good game against Aaron Rodgers, but they're not playing Aaron Rodgers. They're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. That being said, yep. though. The Kansas City Chiefs are missing their starting left tackle. Aaron Rodgers was missing his starting left tackle, and we saw what they could do from a pass rush. But do you think that this game will come down to, like, hey, the Bucs' defense making plays to win? Or do you think this is going to come down to Tom Brady in that offense, which is a great offense, keeping pace with Patrick Mahomes, hoping that their defense can make that one crucial stop? Like, could this be a, That's a good question of what we saw New England versus Philadelphia in right. Super Bowl 52. could we just see an absolute shootout between both quarterbacks with the first mistake basically costing the game?
1: I honestly don't think the Bucs on offense would be, would be able to keep up if that was the situation. So I think that they need to make plays on defense. Obviously, they're not going to stop Patrick Mahomes, but I think that pass rush needs to do the same thing they did to Aaron Rodgers and you know get another five sacks if they're expecting to win this game because if they get into a shootout where it's just each team is scoring back and forth, back and forth, I think that it's going to be too difficult for the Bucks to keep up, to be honest with you.
0: So you don't think that Brady and the Bucs could keep up with Mahomes and the Chiefs?
1: I think the Chiefs are the highest powered offense in the in the league. One of the highest powered offenses we've seen in a long time. As much as I don't like them,
0: do you understand the list you just put yourself on?
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm 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 sure. I mean, I'm looking at everything though. Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. I mean, they're just so hard to stop.
0: Well, let's get into that now. It's sorry. It's just it's usually me on the list. Touche. Because the last comment that I wrote here or that I read was the amount of offensive talent in this game is serious and it really is like, it is. let me, let me just give you the names for a second. Okay. Let's look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and let's exclude both Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. We know mm-hmm. them. Let's just look at the rest of the offense, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, yep. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller. Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brait, that's Tampa's offense. And then you look at Clyde Edward Hilaire, Le'Veon Bell, Darrell Williams over in in Kansas City. Then you got Tyree Kill, You got Demarcus Robinson, McCole Hardman, Byron Pringle. Sammy Watkins, is he back yet? No, right? I
1: think he's expected to play.
0: Sammy Watkins. Then you got Travis Kelsey. Yep. So I'm sitting here today thinking about this after I saw that comment and I'm going through the 2007 season. I'm going through all these different Super Bowls. I'm going back to the Titans and and the Rams all the way back in 99 or 2000, whatever that would have been. Do you ever remember in the last say 20 years or maybe since the saints versus the Colts? Yeah that we've seen two offenses with this much talent on both sides of the like with so much talent on both sides both the chiefs and the box having so much offensive talent with two of the greatest quarterbacks you know the greatest of all time versus the up-and-comer kid
1: yeah i mean this is the best talent we've seen in quite a while i mean both teams are thoroughly impressive we just went over some serious names on both sides of the ball some of the biggest stars in the game are playing i mean Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, then we're looking at Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. I mean, both of them have a couple good running back duos, and this is excluding, you know, two of the best quarterbacks in the game. Uh, I mean, it's going to be stacked. It's going to be a high-scoring game, I think, but I also think whoever's defense is able to make some bigger plays, and that's kind of how Tampa Bay has gotten here is capitalizing off turnovers. So I I think that's going to be a bigger part than people think.
0: Man, it's, it's going to be good are you comfortable to make a make a call yet or do you want to wait till thursday as well
1: i'll wait till thursday i'll wait
0: all right connor let's pull up a couple of comments let's pull up four
1: all right i have one here from fasil this is this is about uh my expert opinions here let's start a petition to put connor on draft day espn
0: You know what? Draft day gets so boring as it goes through. I think that you'd be great comic relief. Now let's pick another four. Let's get another four. Let's do four real comments. Let's do it. Uh, It's funny how Connor keeps finding the ones that are giving him a tap on the
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here's one from UK wins vibes. Can't stand the Chiefs. Mahomes thinks he is a goat already. Have you heard him recently? Yeah. I haven't heard too much out of him. I know a lot of people are saying he's a goat. I haven't really heard him as much say that, but I know obviously that's the whole persona is what people are starting to say now.
0: Uh, Mahomes has the swagger. Mahomes thinks he's the goat. Mahomes thinks he does, or or he thinks he should be. I mean, Mahomes did come out and call Tom Brady the goat, so he probably doesn't think he's the goat because as you said the other day, it's turning into a farm. Yes. You can't have 30 goats in the NFL. It just doesn't work that way. Um, the word goat doesn't even mean anything anymore. Uh, but, no, he's got the swagger. You know, he feels disrespected. Like, Patrick Mahomes is a guy, I mean, very similar to Tom Brady. He feels disrespected. I mean, he made it, He reacted to, I think it was ESPN who put out the graphic that Josh Allen had the – or the Buffalo Bills had the quarterback advantage with Josh Allen over yeah. the Chiefs and Mahomes. <laughs> And, you know, and he put out like the yawn emoji or whatever. I think he takes it serious. He's got the swagger. I, I don't disagree with what UK wins vibes is saying. I think he knows he's the best, and I don't necessarily know if he thinks he's the GOAT, but he definitely thinks he's the best in the NFL right now. And he, he may not be wrong.
1: Right. Yeah, he, he might not be. Shout-out to Marcus. Uh, Marcus Anna says, Bruce Arians over the Chiefs. We'll see. I don't know if it's necessarily Bruce over the Chiefs, but the Buccaneers...
0: Yeah, we'll have to see. Three more, Connor.
1: Let's see here.
0: And as Connor slowly goes through.
1: Fear Cloud's X has at least two interceptions. I don't know who he's talking which team he's talking about, but I think that'll be the difference. No matter which quarterback we're looking at here, if either one of them throws two interceptions, I think their team loses.
0: Now I do want to throw out that you have to be good to be lucky. That's what I always say. Yep. And when you're good, luck will go on your side. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have made teams pay throughout this playoffs with their turnovers. I mean, giving Brady the ball at the five-yard line. Right. Made them pay. Can't do it. Whereas New Orleans dropped a bunch of interceptions. hmm And Green Bay did nothing except score six points off of three interceptions. So I think that sometimes you have that luck and that momentum on your side. So two interceptions from Brady may not be the, the ending all, even as good as that, that defense is just because of the way football seems to work. But two interceptions the other way could be 14 points.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to something like that. If either of the, either of the teams turn the football over, that's going to be the, the kiss of death. Uh, love vibration nation says kelsey's going to be problematic for the box that's uh if i'm a box fan that's my concern is stopping travis kelsey he's been a beast this year in the playoffs and last year in the playoffs he was a serious problem if they can't find a way to stop him i i it's going to be a long day
0: travis kelsey's a problem for every team not just the Bucks. um he's basically in my opinion the same offensive matchup in the passing game as gronkowski was um in the game right now he's the best tight end in the game he'll never be the best of all time that solidly goes to Gronkowski just because Gronk was the more complete tight end Kelsey can block just not as well as I think that there's too much emphasis on Kelsey can't block he can block but not as well as Gronkowski but right now I mean it's between him and George Kittle and I think he's he's got it over Kittle he's just oh he's, I do too he's a problem for every team one more, I Connor. think
1: I think he stands alone as the best tight end in the league in my opinion Travis Kelsey yeah, McChicken, great question. Uh, should the Bucs use the same game plan the Pats used this year? With Cam, they beat the Chiefs. I have to agree here, man. I mean, the Patriots, especially in the first half, and they've done this a couple times versus Mahomes, they've been able to really slow him down. This year, absolutely. If they had Cam, they probably would have won. Um, I know it's probably hard to to mimic a game plan, but yeah, they should definitely watch some film from that game.
0: I think containing, getting him in the pocket, double-teaming, their receivers properly having, but you need a guy who can take Kelsey out one-on-one. And right. that's one thing the Patriots have been very effective is, is taking Travis Kelsey out of the game. I don't know with the problem, with the injuries that the Bucks have in the secondary, if they can do that. Now I do want to throw out too, if Cam played, they beat the Chiefs. Absolutely. If the Chiefs played the way they played, the Patriots right. beat them. Yeah, But let's go back to Super Bowl 53, when the Patriots beat the Rams 13-3. to I believe in the deep of my heart, if the Rams put 35 points on the board, Tom Brady would have put up 37. Right. Sometimes points going against you motivates your offense the other way. So I can't. I don't want to necessarily turn around and say they would have beat them. But you're absolutely right. The Patriots have showed a way to slow down Mahomes, and and Mahomes has done the what he's done to them in every game they played, where the fourth quarter suddenly becomes a shit show for the Patriots, and he's putting up points. That's exactly what he did. He eventually wears down that defense. That speed wears down that defense. Uh, Yeah, I, I would take the exact same approach, but I, I would not discount Clyde Edward Hilaire and what he can do out of the backfield, and that's been a big piece to that the too. Chiefs offense this year.
1: Yeah, that too.
0: And that's it, Connor. That's yes, our show. Sir. Appreciate you all coming in. We will be back tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern time. It may just be Connor and I. Apparently, uh Sarah's got some stuff going on. Or no, I'm sorry. Tomorrow's we're have, Tyson. We're gonna have Tyson from Master at Work, yeah, who, buddy. by the way, I don't know if you've seen. He has just been He's terrorizing. Going in he terrorizing is terrorizing kansas city chiefs fans we're <laughs> definitely going to be asking about that because i've just been sitting back and enjoying the ride oh 100 um, unanimously hated in kansas city in missouri or anybody yes. who who is a chiefs fan or a bandwagon chiefs fan or whatever you want to call it uh guys we appreciate you coming in as always again my name is ray that's connor check out our description It has all our social media stuff it has any information you need hell it even has our email if you want to throw us an email let us have it yeah, uh until the next time connor let me ask you one thing i know we didn't talk about them today but tell me about those red socks
1: they're gonna be legit kid
0: Join us
1: each Thursday as we unearth the dirtbags that live among us. And the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready?